Well, good evening once again. This is Dr. Robert Marks, a retired professor from the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine. Uh, this is a continuation of podcasts uh, entitled Controversies in Our World. The controversy title that I will discuss today is Overpopulation, the Real Existential Crisis. Sometime in February of 2023, the world population surpassed 8 billion. This occurred while the U.S. and most of the Western nations fretted over climate change instead. Enamored with the phrase existential threat, which you can hear uh, our president repeat time and again, which I'm not too sure he understands what it really means, because it means only a real threat and doesn't want to use the word real threat. Existential sounds a little bit more sophisticated. However, um, the real threat has resulted in advanced policies and past laws that serves the re-election hopes of many U.S. Uh, politicians, but doesn't really do anything to combat climate change at all. All the while, a geometrically expanding world population has already created more numerous crises and catastrophes. However, evolution is actually working to slow population growth, but maybe too slow and not enough. I want to explore some of these issues with you and give you food for thought. The outcome of overcrowding, that is overpopulation, causes numerous stressors leading to historically to war, famine, and pestilence. It is noteworthy to examine them and see how overpopulation is countered sometimes cruelly by countries and by the laws of nature. Okay, number one is war. In a little more than a century, the world has witnessed two world wars, the Korean War, the Vietnam War, two Gulf Wars, and other smaller conflicts. World War I is published as resulting in 17 million total deaths. World War II, 73 million deaths. The Korean War, 4.5 million deaths. And the combined Vietnam, two Gulf Wars, 1.2 million deaths. That's a big number. Population growth statistics extrapolated from the time of these deaths would have added at least 3 billion more to the world's population today. If those deaths had not occurred, we would be looking at 11 to 12 billion people on Earth today. These wars were fought over conflicting territorial, ideological, and cultural disputes brought about by the competitions from population growth in and of itself. The current Russian invasion of the Ukraine and the continued aggressiveness of China threatening another world war with the potential of mega deaths is an example and a real cause for prevention and concern. The unmistakable conclusion is that the start of wars is contributed by populations in conflict, whether it's conflict over ideology, territory, religious beliefs, or whatever you can possibly think of. And, but much of it is related to overpopulation and is often promoted by either a small group or a single person of megalomaniacs, such as we're seeing now with uh, Vladimir Putin and perhaps uh, Xi Jinping. The deaths within these wars slows down population expansion, though. Can we call this the good side of wars? And can we then ignore the brutality and gruesomeness of wars? We've all seen movies and actors portraying the deaths in, uh, in the different wars and the uh, uh, the mass graves and such, because 
these are all abstract to us. We see them in movies and on films. Uh, the reality is not the same as if now you're in Ukraine and seeing people's heads blown off and the destruction of cities and, and children being dismembered. Well, the second wage of overpopulation is disease. Clustered populations, local overpopulations, are a breeding ground for pandemics. Even the well-known Black Plague, which reports an estimated 75 to 200 million deaths, was mostly centered around the urban cities of medieval Europe and the Middle East. As a society, we must now look at the three biggest plagues that occurred in just this past century. The Spanish flu killed 50 million deaths, AIDS 40 million deaths, and more to come. And now more recently, COVID-19, six to eight million deaths worldwide. That is nearly 100 million deaths just from these three diseases. Is the frequency of large pandemics telling us something? Is it likely that overcrowding will cause more plagues and more pandemics in the future? Certainly it will. Recent experience of these past 100 years suggests just that. Famine. The Global Health Report recently stated that 80 million people today are at risk for a famine crisis and that over the past 150 years, 128 million people worldwide died of famines. One only needs to look at the organizations asking for donations for areas stricken by war, Ukraine, Israel, Bangladesh, Somalia, or even parts of the U.S. Appalachian area and the U.S. homeless population of recent interest. The problem is not only food production, but food transport and distribution. Additionally, a troublesome and yet unexplained finding is the low testosterone and low sperm counts among most men today, particularly in industrialized uh, nations. Obviously, this can work against the birth rate and has already been the subject of several television programs, as well as numerous scientific articles. Explanations ranging from environmental toxins to our vegetables, to preservatives, to electromagnetic waste from our cell phones and cell towers, to plastics and their byproducts, and to contaminants in our water supply, to psychological stresses, among others, have all been advanced without proof. Is it real? But what is the one that's causing it, or is it a combination of them all? Birth rate decline. On the other side of the physical and biologic impact of overpopulation leading to a decline in birth rate as a physiologic impact of the, uh, the, I'm sorry, is the physiologic impact of domestic crime producing an ever increasing death rate. One would have to be either uninformed or naive to realize that increasing number of mass shootings and stabbings that are in the news nearly every day. Angered, vengeful, or outright mentally disturbed individuals have been the culprits. In today's political landscape, our leaders in the search for votes have pitted blacks against whites, Hispanics against blacks, men against women, gays against straights, gender committed against transgenders, workers against management school, against parents, and even children against their parents. Such is a breeding ground in a select few of vulnerable individuals who take it to homicidal levels. Moreover, we must realize that overcrowding is the root cause of the rise in homicides, psychopathology, and crime in nearly every major U.S. city, particularly noted in Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Detroit. As individuals compete for a limited supply of legal and even illegal resources, conflict arises. 
There's also another psychological societal force reducing the birth rate. Today, we see more than half of U.S. women supporting abortion rights. The CDC and other agencies report 630,000 to 900,000 known abortions annually. Also, birth control pills, forms, IUDs are readily available. As more women pursue careers, they forego children or delay a family, resulting in reduced family sizes. And many of the women today uh, do not have the um, acceptance of motherhood. Uh, so they seek these birth control and uh, abortion avenues uh, to center an interest more to themselves rather than family. No doubt, evolution is pushing back on overpopulation. It is sometimes cruel, it is usually indifferent, and it's not passionate. The historical reference we see means war, famine, pestilence. Now we have to add toxins to it and psychopathology, all the result of overpopulation. Are we focusing too much on climate change as the so-called existential threat and not looking at the most significant threat? And that is the outreach of overpopulation into almost every sector of the world today. Thank you once again. Hope this again has been some interesting data for you to uh, discuss with colleagues and yourself. Good night.